Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Welcome, everyone, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me. Got some transfer portal, some good transfer portal stuff to talk about today. To be honest with you, I've heard a lot of people complaining about how the portal has ruined their taste in college sports. And I get it. I truly do. It's chaotic. That You have no idea who's going to stay and who's going to go. And you've got guys that are signing in January and transferring in April. I mean, all that stuff's kind of a mess. But... um Right now, the current transfer portal climate for Ole Miss is a pretty good one. I'm just saying, as an Ole Miss fan, you should like the transfer portal today, and I am going to tell you why. On this edition, again, of the Rebel Report, please, if you're listening uh, in browser on the website, we appreciate you doing that, but uh, don't. Pull out your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report. If you like what you hear, subscribe or like the podcast on Spotify. And leave a rating and a review. Also, follow me on social media at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. So the last time we spoke, we talked about uh, Lane Kiffin booting a former superstar uh, recruit, anyway. Didn't produce on the field in his one season of being on the field. But a high-profile, let's call it that, a high-profile recruit, transfer portal, wide receiver, is gone. Chris Marshall out of here. And I said at the time, it is a loss because of his uh, supreme talent. But I don't think they were as desperate at wide receiver as they are, say, defensive line, linebacker, defensive back. I think those positions are more of desperate need than wide receiver. I actually kind of like some of the pieces they have in the wide receiver room. That does not, however, stop them from doing the right thing. And that is pursuing Michigan State transfer Keon Coleman. Uh, yeah, that's somebody that you go get. Even if you feel great about your wide receiver room, which I, I don't think they feel quote-unquote great about it, but even if you feel great about your wide receiver room, this is a guy that you can't pass up. It's a, a big wide receiver, a guy that has produced in an offense that wasn't exactly explosive with the quarterback that's just kind of okay. And even still caught 800 yards and seven touchdowns worth of passes at Michigan State last year. He apparently, reportedly, is visiting Ole Miss as I talk to you on this Tuesday morning. That is uh, at least the word out there. And it it does sound like Ole Miss people are are confident in their ability to to lock this down. He would immediately, I think anyway, uh, become... WR1 for Ole Miss. Uh, I think that that would also, if they are able to pull this off, and add Keon Coleman to this team, which, again, we'll see. He visited Florida State recently. I think Auburn's in the mix as well. But I think it's pretty telling that his quarterback transfers to Auburn and he is still shopping around. I I don't know. Maybe they're trying to avoid tampering. I don't think that's what's going on. Kind of telling, at least in my opinion. He may end up there. I guess he could still end up going to Auburn. But I do think that, I don't know, that says something to me that he didn't just follow his quarterback to an SEC school uh, without – shopping around first but anyway uh point is i do think with him and and watkins and wade and Knox, suddenly you'd have a wide receiver room that you look at and you think damn that's pretty darn good uh, and a chance to be quite explosive so 
if you replace Chris Marshall with Keon Coleman, uh, that's a trade that I imagine considering the personal stuff uh, that Lane Kiffin would take in a heartbeat. And luckily for Ole Miss, I think the NIL money um, is not exactly going to be an issue in this situation. Now, he may command more because he is so highly coveted, he is so experienced, and big brands are after him. But Ole Miss now, I assume, unless they paid Chris Marshall completely up front, which I doubt, because as I understand it, I could be wrong, all of the Grove Collective's contracts are over a span of time. It's not, here's 150000 right now. It's over you know, like an employee, basically. As far as I understand it anyway, I could be wrong, but that's how I think they do it. So now you are budgeted already for a high-level wide receiver. And if they did it correctly, which I think this is how they do it, um, that money is now not being paid to anybody. It is off the books. Now everything you paid to Marshall is kind of lit on fire, but starting now, what you had budgeted for Marshall can now be sent directly to Coleman. So you're already prepared to be paying a wide receiver money out of the collective. It may cost a little bit more. I think he's worth a little bit more, of course, if they have it. So that is one benefit to to having Chris Marshall gone if you're going to go after Keon Coleman is now suddenly you've got you got room in your budget to add a wide receiver because you were budgeted for a wide receiver and you don't have to pay him anymore. I, I That kind of stuff interests me. I don't know. I know this that conversation turns some people off. I find it fascinating. I think it's an interesting layer that can keep me engaged all year long. Talking about finances. I don't know. I'm an NFL guy, though, so maybe that's why this part of college sports uh, attracts me because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an NFL fan. I'm an NBA fan. Uh, I read about contracts and money all the time, and so it. it, it I don't mind talking about budgeting and contracts and money with a transfer portal wide receiver. I know that bothers some. It doesn't me. Either way, uh, if if he leaves Oxford and he commits to Ole Miss, that would be a big time, a big time pickup for uh for Ole Miss. A a big time pickup. That's uh for sure. Speaking of transfer portal news on the defensive side, I, I saw the the tweet. I didn't think it was an announcement, but I guess I guess it is uh, an announcement because uh, I'm looking at the transfer portal tracker right now, and it says him uh, 100% going to Ole Miss. I guess a a full-on true commitment hasn't happened yet, but Akalo Stone, the Georgia Tech defensive line transfer, uh, yesterday, about this time yesterday, 24 hours ago, put on Twitter uh, four pictures from him, and I assume his mom. Uh, forgive me if it is not his mother, but four pictures of him decked out in Ole Miss gear doing the photo shoot thing uh, on campus yesterday. He took an official visit to Ole Miss. A lot of people think that he was going to commit to Ole Miss. I guess this still isn't quote-unquote official yet. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. He doesn't say committed anywhere. But it sounds like that's where this is going. Uh, He's... If you look at his stats, they don't exactly tell the whole story on this guy. Apparently, they expected him to have a much larger role going into this season that uh, he he had changed uh, changed his body and, and had a really good spring, and, and his role was going to increase and, and stuff like that. He's a defensive lineman, 
And I had somebody, when this tweet came out, send it to me and say, you know, his stats don't look very good. What's the story on this kid? And truthfully, I don't know. Like, I have not seen a Kalo Stone play football, just to be fully transparent with you. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, he's a diamond in the rough and all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to do that because I don't know. And I'm, I want to be honest with you. I do think uh, if Pete Golding wants him, then there is something good about him. And again, apparently Georgia Tech people expected him to have a much larger role on this team than he's had in seasons prior. But Ole Miss can't afford to be picky when it comes to defensive line help and linebacker help right now. He's a guy that physically uh, can play power five football on the defensive line, apparently has an upside that, that Pete Golding likes, and they can't be picky. If your thought is, oh, well, his stats don't look very good, why would why would Ole Miss sign him when he hasn't produced? Because they need bodies. They, they need people that can line up and play defensive line for them. I mean, it's really that simple. Now, again, reports out of the spring were good, but hasn't been productive yet. Doesn't mean he can't be productive, but Ole Miss needs to add players on defense. They need bodies in the room. And so getting a former Power 5 guy that's been in the system, that, that's been in a Power 5 system, that's worked and, and grown up a little bit, you know, he was a 2020 uh, signee at Georgia Tech, so he's been in the college system for a little while. Um, they, they not, they're they not going to expect him to come in and start right away, at least I don't think so, because of what you have returning on the defensive line in terms of starters. But they need bodies. This makes sense. There might be a few more of these uh, guys that maybe don't have, like, the, the, the biggest profile that they sign and add on the defensive side of the ball because they need bodies. And guys that have been in the college system for for a couple of years uh, that have apparently been improving make all the sense in the world. So even though he's not some big-name guy, it doesn't matter. It's still a, a guy worth signing, and uh, they needed to do it. And if this goes official sometime soon, it would make sense and it would be an important pickup because they need bodies in that room. Apparently, there's been some more visitors. If anything comes official on that, we will, of course, talk about that here. They are active in their portal hunt, especially on defense and also running back. But they are active in their portal hunt. We'll see if any of that comes uh, to fruition in the near future. This podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That's the website. They are an office technology company, and they're based right here in Mississippi. So... If you are in the market or your business uh, are in the market for office technology and you're located in this state, check them out, absms.com. They've got everything you need in office technology. Also, if you tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me at absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. 16 locations uh, Priority One Bank has across the state of Mississippi. Let them make you their priority with uh, online banking. Everybody's got online banking, but theirs is a one-stop shop. You don't need multiple apps to do everything when it comes to your personal banking and setting alerts and making payments and transferring funds and all that. Priority One Bank just requires you have an internet connection. You can do it all with their online banking service. They also have uh, local loan decision making and servicing, so it's not on Zoom It's not over the phone. It's somebody you sit down across the table from and talk to -to face-to-face. Let them make you their priority with Priority One Bank. I know it's not basketball season, but your basketball team is in the news. This has not also, this has not become official yet. However, all signs apparently are pointing to Auburn graduate transfer Alan Flanagan 
uh, transferring to Ole Miss. His dad, uh, Wes Flanagan, uh, is going to be coaching under Chris Beard. He averaged 10, po- 10 points per game last season. I'm talking a little fast. That's okay. Uh, but 10 points per game last season, and uh, most people think that he is transferring uh, to play under his dad for Chris Beard at Old Miss. And I may have done the math wrong here. I may have gotten this incorrect. But let's pretend for a second that uh, Alan Flanagan does transfer to Old Miss. Let's pretend for a second that he does. And just for the sake of this argument, no other player transfers to Old Miss. Spoiler there's going to be more players that transfer to Ole Miss. However, just for this exercise, let's pretend that Chris Beard is done adding in the portal after getting Alan Flanagan. If he goes to Ole Miss, what I think the starting five would be would feature Matt Morell, a senior, Brandon Murray, a junior, Alan Flanagan, the graduate, Brakefield, the senior, Jamarion Sharp, the graduate, right? Based on playing experience, not numbers of years in college. I'm talking about years where they recorded stats. If I did the math correctly, if I looked it up right, that would be 14 seasons of playing time in Ole Miss's starting five. Think about that. 14 seasons of, of playing time, of recorded stats, not years in college, of recorded stats, 14 seasons of experience in Ole Miss's starting five if they don't add another player. That is crazy uh, when you think about it that way. And apparently they might not be done. Uh, Andrew Taylor, the Marshall guard, averaged 25-5 and five in the Sun Belt last year, uh, has also entered the transfer portal. Uh, a lot of people think Ole Miss is going to be a major player in this one. Um, we'll see what happens if he actually does um, – go to Ole Miss or not, that would be a huge pickup. Apparently, he's a true point guard. Uh, it would allow Matt Morrell to not be the primary ball handler, which is important for him because I think that's where he is better suited. Um, that do- that hasn't happened yet. Uh, apparently, Ole Miss is going to be a player in that, so we'll see. But as far as we know, right now, you are looking at at least, if Flanagan commits 14 seasons of playing time, on the Ole Miss starting five, and then you add this guy in, and suddenly you've got something really cooking uh, in basketball when it comes to who's in the portal, who they've gotten out of the portal. Um, I'm telling you, man, uh, there is – I don't know if this has always been Chris Beard. I don't know if it's just been Chris Beard at Ole Miss. I don't don't know. But – So far, and he hasn't coached a game yet, when it comes to raising the recruiting profile of the Ole Miss basketball program, he's done it. He has done it. There's no other way around it. There's no denying it. He has raised the recruiting profile of Ole Miss basketball already. And I've already told you guys about what I've heard with his interaction with boosters and season ticket holders to get more support for the program. Something is brewing with Ole Miss basketball because take the portal players and put them aside for a second. You would be foolish to not expect the players that existed on the roster to not improve. He is a dramatically a dramatic upgrade in terms of floor coaching ability. He has gotten 
great things out of lesser players in the past. Uh, Something big might be brewing with Ole Miss basketball for however long he's there. Uh, Because in terms of coaching, just coaching ball, conservatively, he's a top 10 coach in the country. But if he's getting support, like I think he's getting from boosters, I mean, you're already seeing the results right now. So basketball in May, not something that I expected to do, but uh, good things are happening uh, with your basketball program and the transfer portal. So we'll keep an eye on all of that stuff and more with you as the week goes on. I appreciate you guys checking out the podcast, and I'll talk to you again on the next one. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.